podcast this week we are talk this is hannah uh she hers hi everybody this is shriha she her and we are going to be talking about stis this week yay um i'm excited to talk about stis because there's a lot of them and there's been a pretty big increase in the last 10 years in california um which isn't meant to scare you um it's just another reason why we're here and we're here to educate you so um yeah, and last week was STI Awareness Week. Yes. Um, yeah, so that was a really big deal. Just, you know, awareness is not only like giving you the information about each STI, it's also about, you know, ending the stigma about it because um, a lot of these are not death sentences. Actually, all of them are not death sentences. They are just, yeah. um, and so we're going to teach you why um, it's important to end STI, STI stigma because it doesn't, um mean that you're dirty uh Sriha you want to tell us why we say STI not STD yeah I think a lot of people still use STD but STD is sexually transmitted disease STI is sexually transmitted infection and so I think that it's like it's kind of like a mental thing right it's very psychological like if you think somebody has a disease like you think of that as a lot more serious a lot more scary a lot more like oh this is very bad but STI like it's just an infection like I compare it sometimes like an ear infection, but like more contagious. Like it's just something that maybe you have to go to the doctor for, but you take antibiotics, like you're going to be fine. And so like, it's not at all scary. And honestly, like in sometimes it can even be a little bit humorous as long as you're like getting tested regularly and not putting other people in danger. It's not at all like a big deal. So we can just like talk about it like normally. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't say, say it better myself. Um, <laughs> yes. So we'll talk a little bit about how to like ask your partner um hey have you been tested instead of like hey are you clean hey uh stuff like that how to like integrate it into your sexual experience because of course like that's something you're concerned about if you haven't been with a partner before um so we'll teach we'll talk a little about that but let's get into the basics let's get into like the main um stis their names um what type of pathogen they are the treatments method of transmission and testing yeah, let's start with chlamydia. Um, let's get like right into it. We're gonna talk about what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the super common ones, and we'll go right through them. But yeah, chlamydia is fun. Chlamydia made me viral on TikTok, not because I had it, not that that would be would have been like super <laughs> terrible, but I did make a dance about chlamydia, and that went viral. So chlamydia, in a way, is very near and dear to my heart. Um, but <laughs> it is a bacteria. I think it's very much in the popular eye right like people like will talk about chlamydia like it's very I don't know even though it's not super I mean it is common but it's not like the most common people talk about it a ton and all you need is a swab test to figure out if you have it it's actually known as a silent infection because it's transmitted through genital fluids but even though it's talked about so much the most common symptom which is the most common symptom for all of them is no symptoms, right? But chlamydia more than others is like known as a silent infection because you can just have it and like you never know. But like worst case scenario, it can cause PID, which is I believe pelvic inflammatory disorder. Um, if you leave it untreated, if you treat it, you won't get it. But if you leave it untreated, that can cause infertility and things like that. So that's kind of like the main thing of like get tested because like you don't want that to happen to you. Even if you don't want kids, you just don't want your pelvic area to be inflamed. That's bad, bone's bad. But like other symptoms, if you do have symptoms, it's like pain, urinating, testicular pain, abnormal discharge. You're gonna realize, I think, or like 
we know already that a lot of these symptoms are super common, which is why you got to get swab tested, but it's so easy. You just take seven days of antibiotics and <laughs> remember to take all your antibiotics because we want them to continue to work. But yeah, you just take seven days of antibiotics. And I actually found out that before I found this out last week during STI awareness week, before they discovered penicillin, which is like one of the most common ways to cure STIs now, they like would just, they would like inject people with malaria. Like they had so many crazy, crazy ways of trying to fix it. So we're like, so blessed. We just have to take like penicillin for seven days and be fine. No, exactly. And you do have to take all of the medication though, even in your mm-hmm. bottle, even if you don't think that you have it anymore, you don't feel symptoms because it could possibly still be there very, very small and like very small amounts. And uh, I've done this before with my UTI, um, mm-hmm. like a urinary tract infection. I didn't take all of the stuff and it came back right away. So always take all of your medication because you don't want it to linger. Yeah, if you want like medication in 2050, you have to take all your medication now or else it just won't work. I know. Yep. Okay. Well, great. Thanks for that. Thanks for about chlamydia. Of course. I think yeah. I remember chlamydia mostly from EZA. That's like where what I always think of when I think of chlamydia. Do you ever watch that movie? No, but I had a friend that would always watch it in like the dorms, like constantly. Okay. Well, either way, the teacher gives a student chlamydia and then like it's crazy because the student oh like it's a great movie but that's not the point of the movie but like Shriha you're missing out you've got to watch it I apparently I mean like a little bit of a spoiler there Hannah but I will forgive it Emma Stone Emma Stone is amazing yeah I did kind of spoil it a little bit okay next is syphilis so Syphilis uh, is a sexually transmitted infection that causes really, really terrible health problems. And um, usually in the primary stages, you don't even notice it. Um, It's not until um, it gets into the latent and tertiary stages that um, you start to really experience um, the effects either uh, on your site, um, on your mental health, um, the rash, the bubbly like sores that go up your back and all over your body. Um, and before like we get into a little bit more about it, I just want to mention that like think we know what syphilis looks like because of the Tuskegee 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 experiment. Um, shout like I just want to mention that really quickly because it was it's one of the most infamous like medical experiments of U.S. history um it infected 399 black men with the with the uh with the infection um 201 of those were a control group but um so that's 600 people and they said it was to like check for bad blood that's why these people were in mm, the getting checked, but really it was um, uh, infecting laborers with this disease. And they, if they need, if they wanted to get medical uh, care, the medical professionals would give them placebos um, because they are aware of the experiment. So they didn't give them anything. Wow. And it about um, it really really affected a lot of people until about, I don't know, I want to say like a year into the project, uh, somebody named Peter Buxton reported the experiment and then they, and then the PHS um, didn't do anything about it. 
they were like, you know what, like this is a uh, important research. Let's just keep going. But by that time, um, 128 people had died from syphilis or like complicated uh, related wow or related complications. Um, but Buxton really leaked it to a reporter, um, thankfully, which um, brought the public awareness about it. Uh, it did help stop the trial pretty quickly, but still 19 newborns had contracted it from 40 spouses that had been infected with syphilis. And it's a really, really dark part of the history, but I had to acknowledge them because the only reason that we mm -hmm. have, we know a lot so much about syphilis is because of their sacrifice and it was cruel. And that's all I'm going to dwell on that. But, um, yeah, secondary syphilis. So the first stages, the primary stages, um, you generally, they're generally sore sores around the original site of the infection. Um, and sometimes they're around the genitals because that's how they're, yeah, that's how it's um, contracted or in the mouth or in the anus or in the rectum. Um, secondary syphilis uh, includes a rash with swollen lymph nodes um, and a fever. The and then they can be mild, but once it gets into the tertiary stage, that's when you experience severe medical problems. And it takes a really long time for syphilis to develop um, or, or to get pretty bad. So it's important to always include it when you're getting tested um, because it is kind of like chlamydia at first where it's like a silent killer. It looks like maybe herpes or something, but um, which is a lot uh, easier to treat. But yeah, penicillin um, has been found to treat it and you can get um, you can get it tested in ash. Uh, you, I believe you get it tested with blood. It's a blood test, like you would uh, take taking antibiotics um, when you catch it in time will stop the spread of it and um, eventually, you know, extinguish syphilis from your body, which is great. Uh, it's treatable, not manageable, which is great news. But yeah, okay, moving on. I mean, I really thank you for the history lesson because I, I didn't I didn't know that. Like, I mean, I've heard of it, but that's like really horrible that that's like how we know about just how bad it can get. And so, yeah, like get it, get it checked, get all your STIs checked. But I'm going to go in and talk about gonorrhea. The only I don't know of anything about gonorrhea history wise. I literally only like knew about it first from like, you remember when like peaches was a whole thing and like, yeah, that's a whole different we could do a podcast on peaches, <laughs> but she she really put gonorrhea out there, but it's just bacterium and genital fluids. So like kind of similar to chlamydia. Honestly, the symptoms are super similar to like no symptoms is number one, but you can have spotting discharge changes. Um, your ass can itch, sore, be sore, have some pain there, painful testicles, painful urination. I think like the, the big theme is like, obviously there's no symptoms, but like, if you see a change in your own body, right? Like that's when you're like, something is wrong. Cause like, you know, what's normal for you. And so if you're like, yeah, I've like never had this discharge before, like go get it checked out. This one can also cause pelvic inflammatory, uh, disease, I think, uh, is what it's called. And increase, it can actually increase your risk of contracting HIV, which I thought was interesting of like, yeah, like you could have it not know and just like have like a higher chance of getting HIV, but, um, swab testing and super easy to get rid of. Cause it's, again, it's like not even, not even a weekly committee. It's like one to two rounds of antibiotics. And then you're just like done. And it's like gone and you don't have to worry about it anymore. So it's like super easy. That's super nice. 
Wow, I didn't know yeah. it uh, increases in infection, like uh, chances for infection in, of HIV. Yeah. The more you know. More um, you know. Let's get into herpes. So there's two types herpes. of herpes. Um, oral and genital. Uh, oral is like the most common, uh, I want to say the most common STI because a uh, mm-hmm. large majority, like m- about 80% of people in the US have it. Um, so it's super, super common. And sometimes it's super, it's undetectable. Sometimes it's not. Um, I have herpes. I have oral herpes. I got it from my dad. He just wanted to like, oh, wow. kiss his baby. <laughs> and so <laughs> I got it. So I've had it my whole life. And um, it's super manageable. Um, I uh, you can get it from yeah you get it from the sores. So if the sore is open and exposed, and you're kissing someone who's got a sore on their mouth, that's how you contract it. Um, same thing with genital herpes. Um, if the and sometimes you can even contract it without there being the sore being open. So always wear a condom and make sure that your partner is taking their medication when they have an outbreak. Um, For genital herpes, I think you have to take the medication more regularly. Um, It's a virus, it's not curable, but it's super, super manageable. Um, For me, I get um, an outbreak when I'm either stressed, when I'm super, like I'm sick from stress, or when, I get like a lot of moisture in, in, in around my mouth, which uh, has happened because of um, the mask, but that's okay. Oh. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a swab test, which makes it a lot more simple for people who don't like needles. Um, it's uh, for oral herpes, it's caused by the HSV-1. Um, Herpes, so like herpes one, herpes two, herpes one is oral, herpes two is genital. Um, it can be in three stages. It can cause a lot of muscle aches and um, fever for people in people, but for a majority of people, they only get the sores, which is really, really, really important, like really nice. That's basically the, ba- that's the basic information for, for herpes, uh, genital and oral, um, again, Genital is super, super common in the US. It's not something to be afraid of. And people have healthy, happy sex lives after after it. Um, it may, you know, remember just like, you know, even if like you see something like that, genital, genital herpes, oral herpes are a lot more noticeable. So I just wanna say like, if you see it or something like that, just know that like, d- like don't make fun of them for it. Don't stigmatize them or make them feel worse than they already do. Like for me, in my case, I've been made fun of for it, but I like have had it since birth. So it's not, it's just, um, there's no reason to rationalize it. Uh, It happens and just make sure that you're taking the proper medication. You're being careful when you have a new partner, disclose it to your partner, et cetera. Yeah, imagine making fun of like 80%. It's crazy that people make fun of each other for having herpes. Oh yeah, no, I I saw my camera freeze. I was like, damn it. But like, I was just saying that it's crazy that 80%, right? You said 80% of the population like has it. It's like, don't make fun of each other at that point. Like you're weird if you don't. Not saying to get it, go out and get it. But like, you're weird if you don't have it. So (sighs) yeah. (laughs) 
the most inclusive statistical anomaly yes truly okay exactly which means that none of us are clean or like 80 percent of us clean quote unquote because that's stupid hpv is the human papilloma virus so obviously it's a virus it's in the name papilloma means nipple which i, I like I, I guess i actually i'm actually not sure if it's because of the virus itself but i think it's because more of what it causes it often clears without harm so it like won't do anything to you but some kinds can cause genital warts so there's like a symptom and it's also like you want to get it tested to make sure that you're not giving other people this uh or just like wear a condom to protect yourself because the issue is that there are some kinds of hpv that cause cervical cancer which is really bad if you have a cervix because cancer freaking sucks but because some really cool scientists were like cancer freaking sucks they were able to come up with Gardasil which is the HPV vaccine um I'm pretty sure in the United States it is approved for definitely teenagers uh anybody with a cervix you can just go into your pediatrician and grab it it's very easy um and then you are not protected against every single kind of HPV so it's definitely something to still watch out for but the most common ones that cause cervical cancer you are uh so even if you are tested you need to still Go, undergo a swab test sometimes for HPV, but also for cervical cancer itself, get a pap smear. I think it's every three years from age 23, I want to say. So just get it. It's kind of uncomfortable, but again, better than cancer. And there's an antibiotic cure out there for the warts too. So it can have really bad symptoms. It's kind of like syphilis in that way. Like it can have really bad symptoms, but it's like completely curable. So, you know what I mean? Like the, the worst part is just like getting a pap smear or something to like make sure you can get rid of it. I just had a pap smear for the first time and that was interesting, but it was super easy. Like it, I, would, I had nothing to be afraid of. There were like two people in there, um, which made me feel more comfortable than just being like one person, um, which was nice, but yeah, get it all done. Get that shit, it's good for you. Okay, moving on to hepatitis B. Uh, it's a viral, it's a viral infection um usually you can get tested for it with but through a blood sample um bloodborne or genital exposure which means that you can be a carrier for it um and pass it on to uh your babies but um if you do contract hepatitis b there's technically no cure for it but there the like nine out of ten people who get it totally recover yet you can still be a carrier so you can be totally fine, but pass it on to somebody um, who doesn't have the vaccine. So it's really important to get the vaccine for hepatitis B. I know vaccines are kind of contested nowadays, but promise like this one is something that you need to get. Um, not all newly infected people have uh, the symptoms for hepatitis B, um, but for those that do, it's fatigue, poor appetite, stomach pain, nausea, and jaundice. Um, um, but yeah, that's hepatitis B. Get the vaccine. Um, you can get um, you can get treatment for it at uh, Planned Parenthood, I believe, and then you can also talk to your doctor at Ash. Cool. I mean, not to be mixed with hepatitis A or C, which I always mix it up with. But those are liver issues, not not an STI. Yep. Not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Not the same. Okay. <laughs> Last one. Let's see if I can say this. Trichomoniasis. Okay. There we go. Got it. I'm just going to say trick the rest of the time because that's so much easier. It is the most common curable STI, which there's a lot of 
mixed info, but it's interesting to me that it's so common, even if it's not the most common, it is incredibly common. And I have like never once heard about it in like a TV show or a movie or like even with friends, like nobody's ever like, yeah, like, like he or she or they or whatever had trick like or whatever. Like it's just not talked about, which so many people have it. So very weird, but here we are talking about it. Yeah, it's so common. Wow, that's really weird because I remember like even learning about it in sex experts and everyone's like, what the fuck is that? So yeah, nobody knows what trick is and yet it's yeah. everywhere, yeah. but it's a protozoan, which it's not like the rest. It's not a bacteria. It's a parasite uh, still f- spread by genital fluids, literally the same symptoms as many of the ones we've talked about. No symptoms being the most common itching, discomfort, painful urination, change in discharge. This one also, and it gives you an increased risk of HIV, but also other STIs. So if you get tricked, it's like, it's pretty easy to get another one. If like, if you'll be more susceptible to getting another one, but it's a single dose of prescription antibiotics. The one thing is sometimes if you're like scared of needles, it can go undiscovered because it's tested through blood. But as I said earlier, like it is very, very common and can lead to you getting other STIs a lot more easily. So it's really important that like if you have feel that you've been exposed, or if you're like getting routinely tested that you ask them, because some doctors will only do swab testing and be like, oh, you're good. And it's like, no, like I need the blood testing too, because it's not a full STI test unless you're getting everything tested. It's worth the money. And mm-hmm. uh, it's really cheap um, at most at places like uh, Planned Parenthood and Ash, if you have UC ship. Um, okay. And last, but certainly not least, HIV. <laughs> um hiv well uh, and aids because um for those of you who don't know they are not the same thing hiv is what you initially contract and then it develops into aids if you do not treat it so hiv is human immunodeficiency virus um it's the virus that we all know and love has been popular since the 80s um has really negatively affected um thousands upon hundreds of thousands of lives. It's still very prominent in underdeveloped countries. Um, and it could be contracted through breast milk, pre-cum, anal fluid, vaginal fluid, semen, but most importantly, blood. So notice that saliva and sweat are not on that list. You cannot get it from kissing someone, hugging someone, touching someone's hand, especially uh, if they're on PrEP. PrEP is uh, something that someone with HIV takes before they have intercourse. Um, and it really, really works, especially if you're taking it uh, regularly. And PEP, PEP is for after, um, PEP is another form. It's very similar to PrEP where you just take it after your sexual encounter. So someone who does not have HIV takes it to, prevent, to protect themselves and someone who has HIV takes PrEP to, to protect somebody else. Um, and if you're taking your medication, there's a lot of different forms of medication out there for HIV uh, or brands kind of, um, but some people have seen not completely cured treat, uh, cured symptoms, but uh, like HIV becomes almost undetectable in them anymore, which is so, so positive and is news that like, um, people have been praying for since the, since the seventies. So, um, HIV can totally be controlled and people can live their lives. It's not a death sentence. Um, 
as many people believe it to be. Um, and again, it doesn't mean that you're dirty and it doesn't mean you're diseased. Yes, Queen, getting all those, the six, the six fluids. I always forget, but you got them. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, um, to get it tested, it's a blood test. Um, it usually costs about 50 bucks, I think, at Ash um, for HIV. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's, it's one of those blood ones and, you know, got to get over that fear of needles in order to protect yourself and protect other people. Um, they have but, HIV testing clinics sometimes too, like the pop-up. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. More by the County though. Not so much UCLA. Yeah. I recommend like doing your research and going. Yeah. Okay. Remember to take PEP, um, within 72 hours of possible exposure uh, for four weeks. That's another, that's something I forgot to say. Um, but yeah, those were my, those were my, uh, STIs. So those are the basics wow. of SDIs um, that me and Sriha covered. If you guys have any questions or we didn't cover something or we didn't answer all of your questions, you can always contact Ask a Sexpert at UCLA or uh, comment on the podcast on Spotify and we'll try and answer your question the best that we can. How, how, so, okay, we know the STIs. Mm-hmm. How on earth do you ask somebody if they got an STI? Bruh, it's so scary because you don't want to yeah. come across as a jerk and a lot of people don't think it's very sexy and a lot of people take it personally when you ask them um i know which is weird it's like you can do whatever you want we're both just trying to make sure we're safe i know something that people have said it's is you can always put it on yourself to be like oh i got tested last week and this is like this is my results and then you can be like you can kind of just sit there expectantly like yeah your turn yeah exactly (laughs) exactly that's a great strategy it usually works um and one thing oh one thing i forgot to mention also with testing for things like this usually hiv is not doesn't show up um in your bloodstream until about six months after the exposure so if you did want to get tested for it you do have to wait a very long time um so don't go into the clinic you know the day after to say hey do i have hiv um, cause they, it won't show up, uh, if you, d- if you did contract it and the same goes for like chlamydia, gonorrhea, those are two months out. Um, but yeah, for things that are blood testing, um, those you usually have to wait quite a few months, um, for it to show up. So just keep that in mind when you're getting tested. Don't go in a week after I've done that before where I've gone in like the week after been like, do I have, <laughs> and they're like, girl, go away. Like we don't know. <laughs> I'm like, okay. at that point, if you do find out two months after there's like those anonymous STI things where you can like have it text somebody to be like, Hey, like if you're a little too scared to be like, I may or may not have given you like trick, like you can just like text or it'll text for you and it'll tell them to go get tested. And then it's kind of on them to do their like human responsibility to keep themselves and other people safe. Wait, what? That's so cool. Where do you find that? Um, I was initially pranked. Um, I think it's very much used by people who like, cause it's anonymous. So like, I've done that before, like texted a friend and like, it'll be like, you have an STI. But if you just look up like STI anonymous text, I think there's, I, I don't even think it's like a specific thing. I think like multiple websites have it, but you can tell them. And there's even options sometimes to say like exactly which one it is. So maybe they don't have to spend the money to do like a comprehensive STI test. They can just get tested for that one thing. But if you don't want to do that, you know, like it's a, like no, no shame 
you know, like mistakes happen, um, just tell them to go get tested because yeah. it's more for their safety too, right? Like you don't want somebody to develop PID because like you were too afraid to like tell them that they needed to get tested. Exactly. And things like things that are non, non-curable are super important to be straight up upfront about um, when you, when you contract it or when you have it and you're giving it to somebody else. Um, All very manageable though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and won't happen if you're getting tested regularly. Like you don't have to worry about other people telling you if they've gotten something, which is also the thing of like, if you have a partner and maybe they're not like, you don't know them super well, you don't know necessarily if they're telling the truth about their testing history. And so it's good even for you to like, go get tested. Like, I know you said, how, what was your experience? Like getting tested at ASH or like, what do you know about that? Oh, um, it was super easy. I've gotten tested at ASH and I've gotten tested like at the local clinic um, in my hometown. Mm So both were very simple. You pee in a cup um, for, I peed in a cup for chlamydia and gonorrhea, um, which is like one way that they do it. But sometimes, you know, like I, when I went to Ash, they did the swab. So I didn't Mm -hmm. have to pee in a cup that time. But um, it was really easy, especially because they have, you don't have to write down you can write when they when you check in to ash it's nice because you check into an ipad so you don't have to like vocalize what you're getting treated or tested for which is super nice um and they take you to the back room they sit you down they take your blood and they make sure that your information is correct on the tube and then they send you on your way and it's really really simple easy for the swabs you have to go to the bathroom um and you have to like stick it everywhere like if you've gotten um, COVID tested, it's very similar to <laughs> um, just in your That's mouth. That's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then for um, gonorrhea, another way to swab is is in your booty hole. So you do gotta like be like putting it up your booty hole, but like um, that is, I don't think you have to do that. Mm-mm, I don't think so either. No, but um, it was it's a, pretty, a possibility. It's a possibility because you could have it. Um, you could have it like there and not it not like you not know. I don't know, but um, some people are more comfortable with that. I'm oh, not yeah. one of them, but you know what I mean. Like some people are just like, yeah, like stick it up there. Yeah, and you do it yourself, so you're not having somebody mm-hmm. do it for you, which is really really nice. It's not like a prostate exam or something. Thank God I don't mm-hmm. have. Those but <laughs> right yeah I would not want my clit to be in my ass I'm sorry I know it's so I mean not convenient because the clit is still a very finicky finicky yeah. organ but yeah much preferred to the alternative yeah it's just like you got to reach around in the back I don't know um if you're self-serving you're or if you're s- serving yourself yeah sure yeah um there you go there you go <laughs> um but that was my experience getting getting tested what about you I have had just okay I definitely did not get tested to the extent that I should have in high school but I didn't really do much in high school do you know what I mean and so going into college I've just had a partner and so it hasn't really been a thing that I've needed to do 
Um, but you know what I mean? Like I definitely, when Ash opens up, I want to get tested just for the sake of like, as an educator, like knowing what it's like to get tested so that I can like accurately tell other people, like, this is what it's like. But yeah, for me, it's not like a huge thing. And that's like the big thing too. If like you are 110% sure that you and your partner have never like been with anybody else. It's not really a necessity. It is. If you think that there's any history of like, you know what I mean? Like family stuff, but other than that, you're fine. But yeah, it sounds super easy. It sounds like you had like a good experience at Ash and I'm glad that we have that for students here. Yeah, me too. I'm super happy that we have it. And again, you know, I'm, I don't know. Um, no, never mind. But yeah, I am super happy that we have that available for students. Um, and the doctors you there are super like, don't treat it as a big deal at all. Um, mm-hmm. Really nice. Like they don't be like, no lingering stares or no like right no weird talk about it any if anything they're happy that you're doing it um so I highly recommend that people get it but yeah for when you're talking to a partner like you said Shriha it's really it's really good to just like put it on yourself um and instead and instead of being like making out and then all of a sudden so like Andrew in our club he mm-hmm. sometimes gives the example of like making out with somebody and then like pulling away and being like, have you been tested? And like, just oh, man. doing a sexy, like, uh, like little, <laughs> but um, if you're brave enough to do that, then sure. Um, make it sexy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It, it doesn't have to be like um, a table. It doesn't have to be table talk. It can be like in the bedroom, like, um, asking for confirmation but then of course if they're like more hesitant about it or they get really freaked out about it and they don't want to tell you or they say that they haven't been tested or something and you're no longer comfortable being there then um i recommend having somebody know one where you are at all times um but also like two being able to text that friend if you need to get out of a situation and they're pressuring Mm you um but yeah you have every right to like if you're not comfortable you don't owe this person anything just because they haven't gotten tested. If any, like, yeah. and you shouldn't feel obligated um, to make them feel less bad about themselves. Like if somebody is making you feel bad yeah. for asking them about them being tested and then you say, okay, well, if you haven't been tested, I don't want to like do anything with you today. Um, and hopefully they'll go and get tested the next day. And then you can have that fun experience without any, regret regret or anything but don't feel or let them pressure you into continuing um or consenting to something that you really don't feel comfortable consenting to coercion is not sexy 100 i like what you said too about like table talk of like it can be included in those conversations you have whatever you're gonna go do yeah. and so it makes sense to like talk about it and you can just like cuddle and do something else like you said like get tested and then go do it um but yeah any clinic Planned Parenthood like pretty much any sexual health organization is begging for people to get tested I know like we've had the rates of STIs go down this year but everyone knows that that's only because people haven't or aren't getting tested because of the pandemic so yeah, exactly I'm it's not, not like an actual decrease no and that's it's not and we're not going to pretend and sit here and be like oh people have been, have been having less sex because that's not yeah I'm sure right I don't think that's true um, <laughs> which is fine. It's just, if you're not getting tested, then you might be putting other people at risk for something. 
Um, yeah. I know somebody, there was a story of someone who went celibate for two years because she um, was like a born again virgin kind of thing. And she oh. had chlamydia for two years and uh, wow. just was, like asymptomatic. Um, so wow. yeah, she, her friend who had HIV was like, you know what, you should just get tested. And she was like, you know what, like I will, even though it's been like a really long time, I don't think I have anything. She found out that she had chlamydia and she'd had it like the whole time. And she was like, wow, that's crazy. Like if I had like kept having sex, like I definitely would have passed it on to somebody. So that's another really good example of the most common um, symptom with STIs is nothing. So no symptoms. Yeah, exactly. Get tested, even if you don't think you have to. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do you have anything else you want to include? No, I think that was a great STI discussion. I'm glad we're increasing awareness and decreasing stigma. Yeah, yes. I like that a lot. Cool. I'm happy you were here with me today to talk about it. Uh, you're always a love. Thank you for I having me you. on. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Hannah. I like your, like your spirit and your enthusiasm is always very much appreciated. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> follow UCLA sex experts. Uh, oh shit dude you know what i mean just hit the follow button and on the s and do the comments and all the algorithms um, yeah, yeah, yeah all the algorithms we appreciate an algorithm sometimes yeah um yes sometimes sometimes all right cool well all right i will see you in meeting and hopefully listeners out there like this podcast again um let us know anything really and uh <laughs> we'll see you guys next week okay, bye see you guys.